Hello and welcome to Waves of YA, a podcast focused on YA literacy brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Work Group. My name is Summer and I am the teen librarian at the Long Beach Island branch. Joining me today, we have... I'm Lindsay. I'm also a teen services librarian. And I'm Courtney, another teen services librarian. Today's episode, we will be focusing on supernatural reads. For our first question, what is supernatural as a genre? Is it the same as paranormal? And how does it differ from fantasy books overall? In my opinion, I use the words supernatural and paranormal interchangeably. They kind of mean the same thing in my brain, but it differs from fantasy in my opinion because fantasy usually takes place in its own world or universe, its own fantasy world, whatever that looks like, where the rules are different than our world and there's a degree of world building around those rules, whereas supernatural or paranormal is usually set in our world, but there are creatures that inhabit our world with their own kind of society hidden from us. And again, there are exceptions to every rule. There could be books where the line between fantasy and paranormal is kind of thin, but for the most part, that's how I categorize supernatural. Yeah, I think that that's probably about how I would draw that line too. I mean, it's in the name supernatural. It's like natural is the start of it and paranormal. You've got normal and then you've got the adjacent, whatever para means. I don't remember, but I know it's not exactly normal, but it's got that base where you've got the familiar world that we live in and then some added stuff. I think sometimes for me, I'll say paranormal more if I mean specifically ghosts and maybe vampires. That's arbitrary, though. That's just my brain doing a thing where I feel like supernatural is a little bit broader and paranormal Mm -hmm. for me is more specifically maybe ghosts or like the undead. Yeah, like ghost hunters type of thing. What kind of creatures you guys think constitute paranormal. I have my list. You said ghosts, vampires. I would also say shapeshifters of any kind, most commonly werewolves, also witches, various forms of the undead, and also, Courtney, you brought up cryptids. Do you have some examples of cryptids for those who might not know what they are? Cryptids are like, locally for us, we've got the Jersey Devil, Bigfoot, Mothman, all these Creatures of local myth and legend. So like the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Do you have a favorite (laughs) cryptid? I mean, I've just got to root for the home team. Jersey Devil's (laughs) got to be top of my list. I think mine is um, the Jackalope because for the longest time as a kid, I thought they were real. Because in my mind, it wasn't that out of the ordinary. It's basically a rabbit with large antelope-like antlers. So in my brain, I was like, yeah, deers have antlers. A rabbit could have antlers too. Why not? So that's why I think Jackalope was my favorite. That's funny. I think I like Bigfoot. I read a book recently called Patricia Wants a Cuddle. It's not YA, but it was pretty good. I think I've seen <laughs> it was that. about like a, tel- I think it was a dating show. All the contestants go camping in this place and like people keep disappearing and it ends up being 
Bigfoot, that's not really a spoiler, um, but it was really fun <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I don't know if teens would like it, but when I read it, I was like, mm, Bigfoot's fun. <laughs> I want to read yeah, more saw, about Bigfoot. I remember seeing that and I saw the cover and I, it really intrigued me. Now that you said you liked it, you enjoyed it, then I definitely Yeah, I it thought too. it was pretty good. Yeah, there's also a short story collection by Callie Barnhill. She writes a lot of middle grade, but she also writes adult. Her most recent publication was When Women Were Dragons, but she has a short story collection and one of the short stories is about this widow who ends up dating a Bigfoot or like a Sasquatch. <laughs> and that's basically it. It's like a short story, but it was really funny. But this podcast is not about cryptids only. Um, they just right. fall into the category <laughs> of paranormal. So what are some paranormal or supernatural books that you guys have read and enjoyed? It's called Into the Sublime. Uh, the author is Kate A. Borman. And the premise, you know, right from the beginning, it's like in the blurb, four girls went into a cave, three come out, two of them go right to the hospital, the other one's covered in blood. And like, oh, sh shoot. So the story <laughs> hops back and these four girls were part of a thrill seekers club. The club itself at some point before the story got disbanded because someone got hurt. But one of the girls found a lead on the sublime which is supposed to be this underground lake and it's supposed to have the magical power to basically almost like grant a wish it's a little bit vaguer than that like make your deepest need come true or whatever it is anyway you have to go down into a cave to get to this and they decide that they're going to do it because they were thrill seekers and the narrator is unreliable Ooh. But stuff definitely happens, and some of the stuff seems pretty paranormal, but I feel like it wasn't, and I guess this is spoilers, I feel like it wasn't necessarily confirmed. Mm -hmm. They could have just been getting really, really creeped out and suffering from exposure or whatever. Okay, I think we could classify that as paranormal because what you said about the underground caves it sounds like a local legend and i mm. feel like that gives me the same feeling as the whole cryptid conversation does like a local legend a local horror story like the girls went into the woods and they didn't come out i think that does have an aura of paranormal to it my list for for supernatural um one that i read recently was called by recently, I mean in 2022, Belladonna by Adeline Grace. And I do feel like this could straddle the line between fantasy and paranormal, but it is set in our world. It's historical. I think it's set in the Victorian era, but I, I don't know for certain. I'm not even sure if they specify the year. But it's about this girl who, when she was a child, her whole family died, but she did not. And as she grows up, she sort of gets shuffled around from extended family member to to extended family member and she finds out as she gets older this is not a spoiler this is like in the first chapter and on the cover she finds out she cannot die like if she eats poisonous berries she will well she'll die but she'll come back it's sort of like she physically dies but she'll snap out of it or if she falls down the stairs and breaks the bone it will heal She'll still feel the pain, but it'll heal. And during those moments, she will see the figure of death, kind of like a Grim Reaper type 
shadowy person. And as she gets older, she she gets embroiled in kind of like a, a mystery at her latest place she's living. And she starts actively talking to death and trying to figure out the mystery. So that's one that I enjoyed. Is that new? Yes. Sounds so familiar. Well, it came out last year. Okay. And there's a sequel called Foxglove that's coming out this year. Ooh, okay. And there is a romance element as well. I read a really good graphic novel, but it does have mixed reviews on Goodreads, but I enjoyed it a lot. It's called Blackwater. And it's kind of, they write that it's like Riverdale meets Stranger Things, but I guess a little bit. That's kind of like a big thing to live up to right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is probably why the reviews are mixed because they're like two huge shows. But it's about two boys. One's really popular and then he's an athlete and one is kind of nerdy and like a loner and he suffers from an autoimmune disease. So he's in and out of school because, you know, he's just kind of sick a lot and they start becoming friends. And then there's a little bit of a romance going on between them. And it takes place in Blackwater, Maine, which is the name of the book, Blackwater. All of these things are happening, like these mysterious things. There's like this, I don't want to give anything away, but there's this one character that's haunting them a little bit. And then there's something happening to one of our main characters. So it's really good. And I don't want to spoil it. As far as paranormal graphic novels, I also really enjoyed Squad. Okay. By Maggie Takuda Hall. I feel like a lot of reviews have the blank meets blank where this this review says (laughs) pretty little liars meets teen wolf. I could kind of see that it's about this girl. She moves to a new town. She starts becoming friends with this group of pop three popular girls. And then she finds out that this is not a spoiler. They're in a werewolf pack and what they, and they target. That sounds cool. People their age that are predators. They target human predators who would prey on them, but they are, you know, actually the predators. Oh, turn the tables. But the main girl, she kind of has a problem with the way they're doing it. She kind of just wants to be a normal teenager and she may or may not have a crush on one of the girls in the group. And it's short and it's intriguing and they're werewolves, which is fun. (laughs) So I like that one too. Do you guys have like a favorite paranormal creature to read about? Werewolves, I really like the possibilities of the pack mentality and Mm -hmm. like And it sounded like Squad gets into that maybe a little bit with the way they do their hunting. I like this idea of rage and this beast, the Hulk idea, you know, like you've got this monster that you can let out sometimes, whether willingly or unwillingly with werewolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I heard, I'm not sure if it was on another bookish podcast, but someone talking about how werewolf fiction is really relatable when you're young because... When you're an adolescent, you are going through a lot of changes, which I know sounds cliche, but you have a lot of pent up feelings, whether it be sadness or rage or confusion, and your body is changing as well. So the werewolf is a really great metaphor for all of that. And I think that's why we find werewolf fiction so relatable, especially when we're a young person. Plus, it's easy to get into there from being like a wolf girl. 
when you're a little bit younger than that. Yeah. <laughs> Big oh, dogs yeah, are what, cool. Oh, wait, yeah, was that I never experienced that like when I was a kid. Was being a wolf kid a thing? I think it's more like really, really getting into the idea of having a wolf companion, at least for okay. me. There's a lot of books written with wolf main characters and stuff. Okay. I mean because I know that there's the being a horse girl, but there's also, I guess, a wolf girl if you really like wolves. Or I guess you could be in anything, anything. Um, yeah. Listen, I never howled at any of my classmates, but <laughs> if you if you had told me at 10 that I was destined to have a wise wolf companion who I would go on adventures with, I probably would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. I really like vampires ever since i was a kid were like my fascination i can't we can't have a supernatural podcast without mentioning twilight of course oh yeah um, that's the first thing i read that was supernatural ever yeah probably. and it's having a renaissance now I for whatever reason that. i'm not really sure why i think it's because midnight sun came out a couple years ago and i think it's just come around again like a new generation of people are reading it and enjoying it this mom asked me if I had read Twilight, because her daughter wanted to read it, and I, and I was like, yeah, and I'm like, and I asked how old the daughter was, and she said 13 or 14, and I said, I think that's a really good age to read it, because the mom had said, not in a derogatory way, but the mom had said that she had read it recently, and just kind of didn't get it, like, didn't sing it for her, and I'm like, yeah, I think you have to read it when you're younger for it to capture you the same way, so it's cool that a new generation of teenager is reading twilight and enjoying it you can't take it too seriously it's a fun time exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. about it i also really liked the vampire academy books by rochelle mead it's a boarding school for vampires basically that's the premise vampire fiction in general is having a comeback i think back when twilight was popular most of the vampire fiction was vampire romance which i do mm -hmm. enjoy but i think now there's a lot more variety in the vampire fiction, some of it's romance, but some of it is horror. Some of it is just an analysis on what it would mean to be immortal and what that means and how that power translates into the modern world and stuff like that, which is really cool. That new series, I think the first one is called Crave. And it yeah. looks very similar vibe to Twilight. Either of you read that? I have not read it, but I've heard it. you will get twilight vibes from it although who knows um i have not read it yet though because it is very very thick it's a thick book is it okay <laughs> yeah it's a chunky book but i would definitely give it a try i think we have um it's on hoopla and libby if you wanted to try the audio version i actually am not into vampires like vampire i don't know a lot of vampire <laughs> fiction seems to me almost they're immortal and it's almost like a lot of it seems too fancy for me to get into i didn't watch buffy when it was on tv but i watched it a few years after the series wrapped up and watched it several times in a row and i feel like a lot of vampires in fiction are in the angel archetype i thought angel was boring spike yes. on the other hand i thought was actually an interesting character an interesting take on oh but what if you're a monster but you could be redeemed or whatever a lot of the vampire romantic interests always seemed like angel to me and it just didn't do it for me for anyone listening definitely try watching buffy the vampire slayer it's having a resurgence multiple buffy the vampire slayer books have come out in the past couple of years there was slayer and yes. chosen by kirsten white 
and then this in every generation by Kendare Blake and a spike standalone called Bloody Fool for Love. Yes, um, which I'm in the middle of. I have not finished ooh. it yet. Do you are you enjoying it? I feel like they got the voice right. I mean, people make fun of the Buffy speak and the super quippy, like no teenagers ever actually speak like this thing. But I, I mean, I, I enjoy it so much. I like Buffy speak. It's silly and it's fun. And that's what yeah. I'm here for. I'm here for silliness and fun. I was just wondering in my little brain about mermaids. What do they fall oh. under? Ooh. Would mermaids be supernatural? I think maybe. Yeah, mermaids yeah. kind of make me, it gives me like a fantasy vibe but based on the rules that we set out mermaids can be supernatural according yeah, think, um, to realmermaids.net they are considered amazing. supernatural aquatic creatures <laughs> okay because yeah, i was thinking i think it depends on the setting in the middle grade area there's a lot of mermaid mm-hmm. books i'm trying to think of wait, wait wait what's that um a song below water it's a mermaid book that i think came out a couple of years ago it's like mermaids yeah. and sirens exist in our society and there's drama the series <laughs> i like by shauna mcguire is called the october day series and it's this fairy community that lives in san francisco and october is half fairy and she's a private investigator and she like solves fey related mysteries i feel like her stuff in general strikes me as very crossover appealing like there's a lot of her stuff and I think you and I, Summer, I think maybe even on a different episode have ended up talking about Every Heart every of doorway. doorway. In um, the third one, Beneath the Sugar Sky, you meet a girl, I forget her name, but I she... I read that one. Cora? Oh, Cora, Cora. Do you remember Cora who went... I she... remember Cora. She was a mermaid. She went to like a mermaid world and came back. I'm about to read another book with her in it. It's not the most recent. It's the second most recent one. It's called where the drowned girls go and that's mm. uh, going to be mainly cora all these books have great representation for like every kind of person <laughs> i love how we keep coming back we come back to the series in like every podcast because i know because like, shawna really mcguire is an amazing author yeah so i have a graphic novel awesome. to recommend fly by night by tara o'connor and this is set in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. The main character, her name is Dee, and she and her dad have come home. Her parents got divorced and her sister stayed with her mom in New Jersey and her and her dad moved elsewhere. And now her sister has gone missing. I think her dad is or was uh, in law enforcement or whatever, but they go back to try and support the mom. And I think the dad is trying to investigate. So Dee is doing her own investigation and talking to her sister's friends and learning about this environmental group that she was part of that's protesting a proposed pipeline. Kind of keeps ending up in the woods and weird stuff is happening. So this is the one I was talking about that's got the Jersey Devil in it. Sorry, but don't go exploring the Pine Barrens by yourself. Like, I I don't know for certain if I believe in the Jersey Devil, but I don't want to risk it. That's some primal stuff. (laughs) I thought that it was really good. It's got some cute stuff that happens and some pretty spooky stuff that happens. I mean, I like that it highlights that we've got a very, you know, we've got a unique type of land around us we've got the pine barrens and they are worth protecting and not just 
plowing down to put a pipeline in. Another question we had is, do you have a subgenre of paranormal fiction that you like? For example, mystery, horror, romance, historical. I will read supernatural romance and like most stories, if there's romance in it, I am okay with that. I like to read straight up contemporary romance if I'm going mm-hmm. for romance deliberately. Supernatural, I and anyone who's done a podcast with me, I'm sorry, I'm going to say small towns again. Like, I just, <laughs> I can't. It seems like there's a, you get these little towns and the people in this town all know something weird is up. Uh-huh. And like, I, I am reading I, a book exactly like that right now. Tell and me about it. It's called Dream to Me by Megan Pash. It's about this girl and her sister. Her father dies and they have she's inherited this big old house from her aunt. And they move to this small town (laughs) and (laughs) they have to move into this house. But when they get there, the house is all boarded up and vandalized. And so they can't stay there yet. So they go to this hotel and everywhere they go in town, people are looking at them and are like, oh my gosh, they're going to move into that house. But it seems like her aunt who owned this house was a witch. And the main character, Eva, not her sister, is maybe supposed to follow in her aunt's footsteps and people are scared of her and all these weird things keep happening. I feel like there's always a big creepy house. Yeah, always a house. Another one of my favorite paranormal series that I want to mention, um, or one of my favorite paranormal authors is Gail Carriger. She is very brilliant and I love her. She mainly writes historical paranormal set in an alternate version of Victorian London where vampires and werewolves and ghosts exist but everyone's aware of it it's not a secret and they've kind of integrated into society and there's also very big steampunk elements to it she has two series one is an adult series and then Mm -hmm. the young adult is called finishing school series um, the first of which is called etiquette and espionage and it's about a group of girls who attend a boarding school that on the surface is a finishing school for young ladies but really they're learning how to be spies and assassins i like to describe it as a romp it's a (laughs) it's a very fun silly adventure book does anyone else have any books to recommend i don't know what the series is called but the first one is called shiver oh that's the the werewolves yeah it's by maggie (laughs) stefotter yeah have either of you read that I no, love that series. I only read Shiver, and I liked it. I really appreciated um, the trilogy. I read it when it came out. The books were beautiful. Like they, each one was a different color, and like yeah. everything was printed in that. And in a sea of love triangle trilogies in YA, mm-hmm. it avoided that. I like the romance with the wolf. And in Twilight, I loved the werewolves, and I loved that part, but I didn't like Jacob. So Jacob is, Jacob I wanted is kind of... Edward to be a werewolf <laughs> oh my God. instead of a vampire. I totally love a werewolf romance. I liked it. I thought Shiver was good. wasn't my favorite, but I think it was very enjoyable. And I think if I read it when I was younger, I would have probably 
loved it. <laughs> I think you should read The Raven Cycle if you liked it because it's The Raven Cycle is the same author, but it's, it's different. The summary on the back makes it seem like it's a romance, which there are romantic elements, but they don't happen until like the fourth book. It's more like this group of unlikely friends investigating weird occurrences in this town they live in. The main girl, her family are all psychic, but she's not. There are romantic elements, but they're very subtle. I've got more books. There's The Devouring Grey by Christine Lynn Herman. A girl and her mom move back to the town where her mom grew up and she discovers that her family is one of the founding families of the town. And there are other kids her age who are members of the other founding families. And this creepy little town is still weirdly into the founding families. And there's some sort of violent nonsense happening in the woods. And it comes down to it's the job of the descendants of the town's founders to protect the rest of the town. So she, like, makes friends, falls in love, and tries to <laughs> fight an ancient evil. I read the second one, too, and I thought that it wrapped up really well. I'm going again, because I've got another small town with a creepy forest. The Dead in the Dark by Courtney Gould. The main character, her name is Logan. Her dads are, like, famous internet TV show ghost hunters travel around and they film their show and they hunt ghosts. And right at first, it's not even necessarily clear if they believe it's real or if she believes it's real. It seems clear that the dads believe it's real. It's not clear if Logan believes it. But then they end up back at the dad's hometown and kids are disappearing. And Logan makes friends with the popular girl whose boyfriend disappeared and they are trying to investigate and figure out what's going on in this town and why everyone's shady about her dad. At first, she's like, is this small town homophobia? And then it's like, no, wait, something weird really did go on here. And it seems like one of her dads was maybe like involved with it decades before. I'd say it's more on the spooky and coming of age story than like the horror side. Another book that's on like the cusp of fantasy and paranormal, it's A Far Wilder Magic by Alison Saft, which I think I've talked about before. It was good. It was set in our world, but slightly different, almost like in a speculative fiction way, like like society is slightly different, but it's definitely supposed to be like 1940s maybe or 1930s. And this girl is her mom is this famous alchemist, and she's currently away on some kind of traveling thing. And so the girl is left at home alone, but she's really disliked in the town. And I think it's because of her um, ethnicity. But the ethnicity isn't like one that we have in our world. It's one unique to this world. There's this competition to catch this magical creature that has something to do with alchemy and, and they enter into the competition because you need an alchemist and you need a sharpshooter and the girl is the sharpshooter and this boy that comes into town is the alchemist it was good i have a couple that i have not read myself but i know of that are paranormal um the babysitter's okay. coven by kate williams the cemetery boys by aiden thomas which is a oh. latin x witchcraft and ghosts and there's a new book coming out soon i'm not sure if it's teens or adults but it's called vampire weekend by mike chen and 
it is about a vampire girl Mike who Chen. wants to join a wants to join a punk band. One that I haven't read that I know a lot of people like is Holly Black's The Coldest Girl in Cold Town. Yeah, so many good books we talked about today. Yeah, we listed a lot. Um, do we have any final comments or thoughts to add? I want more werewolf books now. I don't know if you like Teen Wolf or Supernatural or Vampire Diaries. These are some books that you might want to check out. <laughs> Thanks, it. it was fun talking to you guys. You too. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts and events. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library, free with your library card. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.